You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. The calendar may say it's winter, but it's always a good time to be focusing on the boys of summer. From the stars who make the plays on the diamond to the ones who make the decisions in the front office, let's bring you Inside Your Hometown Nine with Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, welcome inside our network headquarters here at Target Field for Inside Twins. For those of you joining us live across our various streaming platforms, uh, whether you're on the Twins Facebook page uh, via our YouTube link, uh, that was a cool graphic of our guest today, Ryan Jeffers, who will be joining us from his home in North Carolina. It has been a heck of a week. Last week, we joined you from Winter Caravan. We were live with Cody Funderburg from a Case IH dealership in Watertown, South Dakota. Another final leg of the caravan out as we speak. Louis Varlin, Matt Walner, Corey Provis, Latroy Hawkins. Uh, in between, we've had the Diamond Awards. Uh, we have also had uh, an amazing night at the Fillmore to kick off Twins Fest, and we had a full glorious uh, weekend of Twins Fest here at Target Field. We've also, oh, by the way, had a trade, and uh, I think this was something people had been expecting to go down. It did happen, and we have to say goodbye to the longest-tenured twin prior to the trade. Look at that young, dapper Jorge Polanco in that picture. Debuted at 20. Good shot of Max and, uh, and and Polo. They were signed in the same international free agent class. They were roommates as teenagers, as 16-year-olds down in Fort Myers. Jorge Polanco, 18th all-time in the Twins uh, archives in home runs. 17th in runs batted in, 19th in hit, 19th in doubles. He has had a phenomenal career in Minnesota, and he will now take his considerable talents on to Seattle in return. The Twins, a bounty of newcomers. Anthony DiSclefani has the longest major league resume. You see him here in action for the Giants, 33-year-old out of uh, Bruce Springsteen's hometown of Freehold, New Jersey. DiSclefani's been a red. He's been a giant. Uh, never actually pitched for the Mariners. That's where the Twins get him. Justin Topa, also a part of the trade. Justin Topa is a 32-year-old. Topa last year, 75 appearances for Seattle out of the bullpen. It was his first real breakout year. He'd only appeared in uh, 17 games total in three prior years in Milwaukee. He had really a nice, nice season out of the bullpen. So Justin Topa, you sinker baller. You can see that kind of low arm angle for those of you, again, joining us on our live uh, streaming platforms. And then a couple of prospects as well as the Twins uh, do quite well in this swap for Jorge Polanco. Uh, Darren Bowen is a 23-year-old right-hander out of UNC Pembroke. Uh, and he is a guy the Twins were very close to drafting last year. One year of pro ball under his belt. And then Gabriel Gonzalez, a top 100 prospect and an outfielder, a 20-year-old from Venezuela. So a lot of moving parts in this deal. And uh, to talk about that and a whole lot more, let's welcome in uh, Mr. Ryan Jeffers, who fresh off of a wonderful appearance at Twins Fest, back home in North Carolina and kind enough to give us some time. So first of all, uh, I want to just go back to Twins Fest briefly. I I saw you bopping around the Fillmore on Friday night. You always seem to be right in your element when you're out at these fan uh, participation type events. Are you having as much fun with the fans as you appear to be having? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's always, thanks, first off, thanks for having me, but it's always, those events are always fun. It's, it's always a moment that kind of kicks off the season for us, kicks off 
you know, we get to see our teammates again. We get to, we get to say hi to their wives. We get to just, just really chat it again. You know, we spend so much time. And then on top of that, we get to go to these cool events and, and talk to so many fans and take, take a lot of pictures and, and make a lot of people smile. And that's uh, a fun part about this job that kind of goes under the radar is we're able to make a lot of people smile. Well, you definitely did that, and often you'll bump into a guy and he'll either have worked out, changed his body style, maybe grew his hair out, maybe grew a mustache. Was there anybody that surprised you of your teammates that you hadn't seen in a while, maybe hadn't FaceTimed with, and you're like, whoa, dude, you've changed? You know, um, there wasn't a ton. Everybody looks looked really familiar. I know uh, Kirloff really grew out his beard. Um, so if we're going physical characteristics, that might be the – the top one for me is just uh, he really thickened out his beard. Um, I didn't notice any other real, real big changes. You know, a lot of a, uh, a lot of the offseason work goes goes on uh, in the weight room, and nobody really looked like they added a ton of pounds, which is a good thing. Yeah, everybody looked lean and healthy, and uh, mm-hmm. and I tell you, it looked like the squad was ready to go. We started with the polo news. Obviously, this is not, I don't think, a shock. People thought that perhaps Jorge Polanco would be moving on because why wouldn't a team want a guy with his skill set? Ryan, you joined a club that Jorge was already firmly established on. You've been his teammate for quite a while now. Here is a guy who could put together as tough and professional at bat in a big spot against a high-quality pitcher as anybody in a Twins uniform. What are some of the things you take away from your time with Polanco? He was such an icon for the team, for the franchise. Uh, you talk about longest tenured twin for a reason. Um, he had such an impact in the organization. And like you said, professional at-bats, playing good defense, um, just a good role model in the locker room. He knew he was a very approachable guy. You could walk up to him and have a good conversation. He's having fun. Um, he's a guy you hate to see go, um, but you, you understand the business side of how this works. Um, and a lot of times you have to give up somebody that means a lot for a team and for an organization to get something that will make, quote, unquote, make your team better in the end. Yeah, and again, it's giving good to get good. We saw it with the Luisa Rice deal. Everybody's sad to see Louis go, but, boy, certainly happy to see Pablo walking through the door. And as a catcher, Di Sclafani, obviously a longer track record. Topa had the one big year. Will you immediately either try to reach out to somebody who's caught them or who knows them or maybe even to them directly, start looking at what they throw at some of their charts, or will you wait until you meet them in spring training before you go through that process? I'm sure here over the next week or so um, I'll get some some information on them, um, whether it's from the pitching side of things, whether it's from Hank on the catching side of things. I'll get some information of, of what they throw, how they like to attack guys. But honestly, it's it's going to come down to a conversation in spring training. Um, any new guy, any minor league sign, anybody that's going to be in big league camp, then anybody I'll have to catch in a game or catch a bullpen, um, I'll find time to sit with them and, and really chat about how they like to attack guys, what their what their thought process is on the mound. Um, that's the biggest part of my job is, is controlling that pitching staff. So um, that's going to be important once we get to spring training to really sit down and get to know them as – as people and as as pitchers. Ryan Jeffers is our guest, Twins catcher here on Inside Twins, brought to you by Killiver Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, how memories are created, legends are made. Again, for those of you joining us on the Twins social media platforms, we'll take questions from you later in the show for Ryan. You can see some of that North Carolina sunshine streaming through on a lovely Wednesday. And obviously, we also appreciate everybody listening in all across our fine network of radio affiliates here in Twins territory. Your offseason is a little different than last year. 
Uh, I don't know if people can possibly appreciate what you did over the course of last offseason. You completely overhauled your swing, and you completely overhauled your arm path defensively. We'll start with the swing, and we're going to get some awesome video of what you did with that swing. You came to camp all spread out. You've got great trunks. You've got a great base. You've always been strong. You, You were spread out, and you said, look, I'm finding comfort in it. I'm finding comfort in it. When did it click? Because you had the best offensive season of your career. Yeah, um, there was a ton of work that went in the offseason. You know, me and Popkins, our hitting coach, we uh, we went through it. We did every day we were getting work in. We were, we were finding movement patterns. We were on, on FaceTime in the garage at 6 o'clock at night some days with a broomstick trying to just messing with different things, um, trying to find what works for me. Uh, we knew we were close. We knew I had what it – I've always stayed and I've always – said and, and felt confident in the fact that I knew I could be a top catcher in the league. Um, not just defensive, not just offensively, but complete. Um, and last year was a huge step forward in, in realizing that, that commitment to what I believe. Um, it took a lot of work. There was a lot of, like you said, it's a lot of foundation. It's, it's trying to lay the foundation and the building blocks of what my swing needs to be like to then when it is a little tinker there, a little tinker there, it's tinkering off of a foundation that's pretty established and you know that you can trust day in and day out. So this offseason, having that foundation in place, has it been a different type of work for you? I know you're still putting in a ton of hours, but is it a different type of work than it was when you were literally building the foundation brick by brick? 100%. It's a lot It's a lot less uh, explorative. Um, I don't it, we're not we're not I just sounded like that NASA engineer that you almost were right exploitative there. <laughs> you know I was better with numbers than words that, that's for sure um numbers were my thing exploitative you know maybe it's maybe it's a word maybe it's expo- uh, it is now I don't know you're the word you're the word guy <laughs> um but you know it's a lot less of that it's a lot less experimenting um it's it's more challenging yourself of, of what you got it's it's finding ways to challenge yourself, whether that's off the machine work, whether that's with different angles. Um, and, and there's still, there's still weaknesses in what I did last year. There's still places I can get better. Um, this game is always going to be a game where you always have to improve. If you, if you get, if you get complacent and comfortable with where you're at, the game's going to kind of pass you by. So you got to find, you got to find spots. Okay. I can get better here. I can get better there. Um, we've done that and, and kind of, I'm in a really good spot right now. Another challenge for catchers is the position has changed and the demands remain the same, but it is no longer a, hey, Ryan, you're the guy catch 130 games type of position. You know you're going to split time with Christian Vasquez. You know that you're not going to catch every single day for the sake of your own body through the course of the season. That's a good thing because you stay healthier, but also when you find that rhythm, and you know you're not playing every single day. Sometimes it also can be frustrating for, for guys like you and Vosky, right? Yeah, you know, I've, uh, I've always told Rocco, you know, I'm going to prepare my body like I'm going to catch 120 games. Um, my body's going to be ready to go, and then whenever my name gets called upon, it gets called upon. Um, but it is, it is challenging, you know, when you are feeling good, when you are rolling, to then to still go every, every other day. Um, but – you know, when you get to 162 and at the end of the year and deeper into your career, whatever you want to say, you know, there's less mileage on the legs and you feel fresher. So there's definitely a balance with all of it. Um, I treat my body and prepare it to go 
all the time. You know, that's the, if I didn't do that, I'd be, I'd be selling myself short. So my body's ready for whatever. And then uh, whenever my name's called upon, you know, that's what I go out there and, and do what I do. And the way Rocco ran a, a ball game last year, even when you were off or Christian was off, pretty good chance you're going to end up in the ball game, right? And that had to be fun too, knowing that a day off truly wasn't a day off. Yeah, it's just it's just sticking to making sure you're staying on top of your prep during the game and and, and treating every day the same. Yeah, game day versus non-game day is going to be a little different, but making sure you're staying prepared through the game. Let's talk about the arm path because that was another point of emphasis. You managed to overhaul the swing and overhaul your defensive mechanics in the same offseason, which, again, is a mind-numbing amount of work to try to get all of that done. We're getting a great shot of you throwing out a base stealer here. You came into the year knowing teams were going to run more. Now, your pitching staff, I thought, was so much improved in holding runners last year, giving you and Vasquez a chance to throw some guys out. But were you happy with where your your work behind the plate ended up last season? 100%. Um, there was a lot of just truly, truly, you'd say, arm path things, and that's what it was. Um, for me, just wasn't I wasn't moving as efficient as I could. Um, I was able to clean up a lot of the a lot of the arm path and then which led to more consistent lower half mechanics which led to cleaner transfer led to just better throws um so by doing that it took it it was it took a lot of plyo ball routine a lot of a lot of different exercises making sure all the soft tissue everything muscular in there was was healthy and moving right to then really be able to get after the throwing program um and it definitely, I felt great throwing guys. Uh, like you mentioned, our pitching staff, it was a it was a big emphasis of ours in spring training of of holding base runners and, and understanding that that's a big important like they're a big, big important part of the run game as well, controlling the run game. You know, arguably they're more important than what I do. Um, a good pitcher can shut down the run game on his own. So uh, after that, me, me and Vasi we're just we're just icing on the cake when they do go and we 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 throw them out. Yeah, and end up being a huge part of the twin success a year ago. Oftentimes, we'd see a team come in with gaudy numbers on the base paths, never be a factor throughout the course yep. of a, a series against the Minnesota Twins. Ryan Jeffers is our guest. Our show is Inside Twins. Jeff, we'll take a quick time out here. Uh, our show is brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created and legends are made. We'll let your fans pick up a nice ice-cold Killebrew Root Beer. We'll be back in just a couple of ticks. And uh, we'll head down memory lane with you a little bit as we play photo album here on Inside Twins in your home for Twins Baseball. As promised, we are back quickly here on Inside Twins, brought to you by Killer Brew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. Joined by Ryan Jeffers. Great to give us some time from his home in North Carolina after a big weekend up here in the Twin Cities. He's got his uh, beautiful daughter, Harper, crawling around. Uh, wife, Lexi, dog, Yogi. Is Yogi in the house? Uh, Yogi oh, yeah, rolling yeah, around today? There's right now. Yeah. But, you know, Harper, uh, she's, she's, she's running around everywhere now. She's, uh, she's way past that crawling stage. She's, she's keeping, us, keeping us busy. Your cardio will be in place by the time you get to spring training here in a couple of weeks. Well, Ryan, we call this segment Photo Album, and for those of you uh, joining us across, again, the twin social media platforms, uh, whether it be uh, our Facebook page, whether it be our YouTube channel, uh, this is a great opportunity to have some fun. So we'll just strike up the first page of the Photo Album here uh, on, on our social media platforms, and then you tell us about this young whippersnapper and that sharp shirt that he's wearing. I guess I was always destined to kind of live down here at the beach uh, with those <laughs> birds and palm trees. Um, you know, growing up, I was a straight blonde, ha straight hair, blonde, as blonde as you can get it. 
skinny little kid. Um, I always was the fast one. I, I played soccer when I was little, just running around. Um, gosh, I don't know what age that is. That's got to be pretty, that's got to be six, seven, something. Yeah, I'm thinking six, seven. You got that bowl cut working, the long straight hair there. And oh, yeah. One constant, the smile, man. The smile has yeah. remained the same, right? Yeah, and the little dimple on the chin. You know, I yeah. hide it now. I hide it with the beard now, but we got that little dimple there. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. So, okay, there's the first one. Uh, now let, let's move along a little bit. You've grown up a little bit in this next picture, um, and you're keeping good company, too, in this next picture. And is this – are we talking prom? <laughs> are we talking homecoming? What's going on here? Gosh, that's got to be uh, – that's got to be probably prom. Uh, one of those dances – um gosh we look like babies there yeah um, and then you're on a tractor here too i think you're rocking the uh the, the tractor shot here probably we started i mean we started dating when i was 15 i didn't even have my driver's license yet when we started dating so these could be these, you're shooting a large shot here of uh of years i'm not sure exactly when all these are from but god we were a good looking couple yeah and it worked it worked out i tell you what the the bow tie you were sporting there in the first <laughs> one with that baby face remarkable uh, all that. Get another oh, shot yeah. out of here. Yeah, they I don't know. The, they didn't get the cummerbund down there. The matching cummerbund. <laughs> did you, know you tie that? Did, did you tie that tie yourself? I it probably was a clip on. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of those tux tux suits that come with the the cum, the tie and the cummerbund set. Um, that's uh, that's peak Raleigh, North Carolina South type type prom dance right there. Yeah, you're looking solid. You you gone to the short hair, no more bowl cut. So yeah. uh, obviously Lexi was helping you do your hair already. At that she helped me time. move up in the world a little bit, for yeah, sure. She, she classed you up. And then another big moment at school, uh, which was also tied to your career, signing day, mm -hmm. uh, as you're inking your letter of intent here. Yeah, you know, college. the college recruiting process is really was, was different for me than it is for a lot of guys. Um, the big summer in going for recruiting is the summer after your sophomore year. For me, I dealt with a uh, thoracic outlet syndrome. I dealt with a, a large blood clot in my right arm. Um, so pretty much didn't play baseball that whole summer. So my college recruiting was kind of put on the back burner and, and my health was kind of put to the forefront. Um, I got, I got some offers for some smaller schools, um, some D2 schools, but had an opportunity to go, as a preferred walk on to UNCW, which I felt just was was the best opportunity for me, long run to to play professional baseball. You know that was the goal. It was where am I going to go develop? Where am I going to go get better? Um, so UNCW was it, and the rest is history. Yeah, boy, did you find a home there too, right? I mean, your mm -hmm. experience there was what everybody should be so fortunate to have the type of experience in college that you had. Yeah, you know, it's I, my freshman year. I didn't play a lot. You know, I had to I had to earn my right. You know, even going into my sophomore year, I was I wasn't top on the depth chart behind the plate. Um, I started playing a lot more my sophomore year towards the end, and 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 really finished with a good year. But really, then then going into my junior year was was when I started taking off. The the scouts started taking notice. Um, went out to Arizona State and played a weekend, and and had a really really good good weekend and. The twins had a lot of faith in me to take me as high as they did. Um, a lot of teams, a lot of teams, didn't have me where the twins did. Um, you know, on draft night, they they book out the first 250 prospects. They get a profile ready for them. Um, I was drafted 59th, and they had nothing on me. They didn't have. They had a headshot and uh, height and weight, and that was about it. So, the clip's pretty funny. Um, 
He gets up there, announces, announces the Twins pick Ryan Jeffers, and the broadcasters kind of go, well, we, we don't have much on this guy at a UNC Wilmington. Um, so that was kind of the story of my career, walking out of college, um, having that work out, and then even in the draft, the, the smart people who prepped the draft didn't even know who I was. The Twins certainly did, and they drafted you early. And, you know, I was out with Cody Funderburk last week, and he was telling me about his time in Elizabethan. You know, he mm-hmm. was drafted later in that draft. He said that you and Larnick came in and just hit everything for like a week, two weeks, and then were gone. Like you showed up, mashed, and were gone. And he looked around, he said, at some of the other guys that remain, and were like, we're not playing the same sport as those guys. What is <laughs> going on? Yeah, me and Larnick, um, I think – Larnick got in a little later than I did because he went to the College World Series. You know, my first experience of pro ball, I got drafted. It gave me about a week to get my stuff together and get down to Florida. Get down to Florida for about a week, and Elizabeth's a short season, so the season started about a week after the draft. So we got down there. They end up loading us on a 1980s bus, all the entire team that's going up to Elizabethan, and we drove through the night 14 hours up to Elizabethan, Tennessee, from Fort Myers, Florida. Um and I shared a bat. I shared a seat with a catcher's bag and a couple other pieces of luggage for all 14 hours. And that was my first taste of welcome to the Twins, welcome to Pro Ball. Um, shipped me up to E Town. So started started off with me wanting to leave there as quick as possible. Um, so we hit really well. Me and Larnick, I think I hit 400 or something in 20 games there, and couldn't wait to get out to Cedar Rapids, Iowa. <laughs> Yep, that's the way it works, right? Hit your way out. Hit your way to the next spot. So yeah. uh, you certainly did that, and you've hit your way all the way to the major leagues. That's Ryan Jeffers. The segment is called Photo Album. Appreciate that trip down memory lane. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll take your questions for the Twins catcher, Ryan Jeffers. That's coming up next on your home for Twins Baseball. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Chris Atterbury, welcoming you back to Inside Twins. Boy, we don't have a whole lot of these shows left because... Spring training starts just around the corner. It's the final day of January. Gorgeous here in Twins territory. We lucky to have days uh, like this weather-wise once the season commences here uh, in the uh, early part of April for the home schedule. Uh, Ryan Jeffers joining us from North Carolina. We're going to take questions for Ryan. I get the first question, Ryan, and the question's actually about your workout partner, and that's old Captain America, Walker Jenkins, uh, the Twins' number one pick a year ago. We're going to watch this video of Walker Jenkins, uh, that's him. Yeah. For those of you joining us, and and he's about to do some crazy stuff. I was wondering when this was coming. There he goes uh, over a giant bar. So I guess my question is: Had you jumped it before, or did you jump it after, and they ran out of film? Like when was your jump? His phone died when I jumped it. Yeah, uh, I knew yeah, it. His phone died. Um, no, the kid's a freak. Um, <laughs> You take off about three or four of those plates, and that's what I got over. Um, I was joking around. I was going to go try that, and then I ran up to it, and it was kind of at my shoulder height, and I quickly made the 
the decision to not do that and turn it into a limbo bar instead. <laughs> that was a wise. That's a veteran move right there. That's what we call he's a veteran a, move. He's a very, very impressive person. Um, he's just a kid. It's he's 19 years old, but his body and his mind and his work ethic it's it's very mature for who he is and he's it's twins fans should be really excited about the kid how did you guys end up working out at the same place is there a mutual connection in there he's uh he lives down at oak island it's about 40 minutes south of here um he's been driving up here to work out with the same guy i work out with since he was in high school you know he was all a lot of high school i don't know when he started officially um but he's been working out there for a while um Actually, last off season was the first off season we worked out together. Um, so we were working out before we were potential teammates, and he, uh, we knew there was a possibility that he could get drafted, or he would get drafted early, um, and we had kind of lucked into that that five spot. So there's always a possibility, and it's I, th- I think it's really cool that it worked out how it has, and um, I think the twins obviously really enjoy that that he's got a workout partner in me and, and someone that. Um, not that they wouldn't trust him, but you don't normally wouldn't put a lot of trust in a 19 year old kid all the time. Um, and they put a lot of trust in me, a lot of trust in our trainer, um, to get after it. Yeah. And to have eyes on him and he can ask you any question. And you're a guy who's come up through the system who understands what it takes to be a big leaguer and some of the hurdles that are going to be in his way. And we've seen, he certainly can clear hurdles, uh, as, uh, as evidenced by that, uh, Very by that video. Let's take a look at some of these questions uh, we got rolling, and this is from Joe. How difficult is it to adjust to new pitchers who come in, and when do you become comfortable with them while you're behind the plate? Thanks, Joe. I wouldn't say it's difficult. Um, it's part of the job. You know, part of my job is to, to learn these guys and, and understand how they tick. So the best part about spring training is we have this time to, to catch bullpens, to have conversations with them, to watch their outings in game. Um, you know, I'm not always going to catch every outing that, that Topa throws. Um, so I'm going to have to watch them and, and realize what they do and how they like to pitch. And it's, it's a process, but we've got about a month and a half to, to figure it out. And, and really it's, it's the best thing we can do is just get back there and catch them, catch their bullpens, say, Hey, how do you want this target? Where, how do you like to pitch guys? What's your, what's your, your two strike philosophy, you know, there's lots of different thoughts that go into that and it's not difficult, but it's, it, it's part of the job and it, and it takes a little time to, to do. I didn't look it up, but did you face either mm-hmm. Di Sclafani or Topa last year? Yeah, I hit a home run off Di Sclafani. Um, I think I walked and then, uh, and then I bounced. Yeah. About, and then Topa, I think he, I think he punched me on three pitches, honestly. I was when I saw his when I saw Topa's name thrown there. You know, I remember when whenever we play Seattle, we were just God. This guy, like, it's a super uncomfortable AB for righties. Um, heavy, heavy sink. He controls the ball really well. Um, it's an uncomfortable arm angle too. Kind of a good it's a funky. Angle. It's just a funky AB, and he throws hard. And I was very excited. You know, that's it's a that's a big piece. You know, our bullpen's already top notch and to add a piece like that in there is is, is exciting you know, tape your thumb up when you're behind the plate there when, <laughs> you, uh, when you're catching him all right more questions rolling and this is from joe uh what do you like to have your throwing hand during a pitch and why you're not doing old school baseball card where you hold it up right uh, next to the glove um for me it's it's it changes a little bit with how i'm with what, what stance i'm using with with how i'm set up 
what situation, whether it's a blocking situation, whether it's a, a throwing situation. Um, I like talking it kind of under my belly button. Um, that's usually the safest spot. That's usually a spot that you don't ever get a foul tip in. Um, the scary part about put, kind of putting it behind your back or, or behind your leg is if you do move around a little bit, it might kick out from the, the side. You know, that's actually how I, how I broke my thumb in 22 um, was I it had it behind my back and it, it kind of kicked out from the side when I moved my body. So um, I try and kind of keep it up there kind of by my belly button. I always remember that broken thumb, though, because that's when Harper showed up. Like, like mm-hmm. uh, your baby was born while you were uh, recovering from from that injury. We've got a few Look, more questions coming, right? Funky blessing in disguise there. Yeah. Uh, Michael, I like the uh, the avatar there. Conversations with opposing batters. Are you a, are you a chatty Cathy back there with, uh, with hitters? It depends. You can kind of tell which guys talk, which guys don't. Um, which is the same thing goes with umpires. You can tell which ones want to talk, which ones don't. Um, there's, there's, there's not like conversations per se that stick out. There's personalities that, there's personalities more so that stick out. You know, Miguel Cabrera just being a goofball and, and always having fun. And, and then the guys that are extremely serious and, and don't really want to talk. Um, that's a fun part of my job is getting to interact with so many people. I can remember Cabrera during the COVID season when the stadiums were empty except us sitting upstairs and you could hear him welcome you to the big leagues when, when he came into the batter's box. Yeah, the the COVID series, you could hear him talking crap to the dugout. <laughs> you could hear him everywhere he went on the field, which is uh, that's part of who he is. He was a, a great competitor, but also just he, he never lacked enthusiasm and, and always had fun. Will you talk with former teammates more so than with guys that maybe you don't know? A little bit, yeah. Um, it's hard because, you know, when they're coming to play, you don't want to you don't want to have a full conversation with them. Ask ask them about their 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 off the field life. How's how's the wife? How's the kids? You know, it's more of a hey, good to see you. Like, hope you're doing well. Hope hope your kids are well. Um, they got a job to do just as much as I do. All right. Keep it simple and don't hit this pitch. All right. Here we go. La- last question here comes from the delightfully named Subway Moon Hawkinson. Uh, Ryan Jeffers, can you give me a foul ball, please? You're going to have to plan ahead. Thursday, May 9th. Uh, it looks like uh, we're going to have a birthday. Maybe tuck a foul ball away on that one, okay? Let's uh, let's just switch it. Go sit out in the left field bleachers, and we'll turn it into home runs instead of a foul ball. I like that. I yeah. upgrade the ticket, and let's go ahead and get a home run ball uh, yeah. on the ninth yeah. instead. That like Treasure Island awesome. home run porch up there, it's a good spot to catch a couple home runs. I think you are already have the uh, the regular season mindset going, Jeff. I think you're ready to go. When do you head down? Uh, I'll start the drive uh, on the 11th. So. All right. Well, you this guys have a, have a great, safe drive down there. It'll be more fun than that 14-hour trip to E-Town. Probably better company. Probably smell a little bit better in your car than on that bus. We will see you in Fort Myers. Can't thank you enough for joining us today. Uh, the wake of a busy weekend up here, travel uh, to make some time for us. We appreciate it. And can't wait to see you down in Fort Myers. Sounds good. Good to talk to you. All right. Take care. That's Ryan Jeffers, Twins catcher. He's here on Inside Twins. Again, it's brought to you by Killerbury Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created, legends are made. Uh, great stuff from Jeff on, on Jorge Polanco, on the trade, on some of the newcomers. We now know that he touched up Di Sclafani for a long ball uh, when he saw him this last year. His thoughts on Justin Topa as well. And we got to see his prom pictures, which is always a good time. We will do this again next week. We hope you'll join us then. For now, we say so long right here at your home for Queen's Baseball. 
You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.